This is Radio Romania International. You are listening to our one-hour broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa. We can also be heard on the internet at www.ri.ro, Channel 1. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and other social media platforms. Our programs are also available on TuneIn, Radio Romania International 1, and in Europe via satellite Utilsat 16A on 11,512 MHz, vertical polarization, azimuth 16 degrees east. We wish you good reception conditions. Elena Yanake bringing you the news, but first let's take a look at the weather picture. It continues to be hot in Romania with maximum temperatures reaching as much as 38 degrees Celsius. The noon reading in the capital Bucharest was 34 degrees. And now the news, the headlines. The Romanian interior minister, Catalin Predoiu, is today meeting in Vienna with his Austrian counterpart, Gerhard Karner. An interior ministry team is looking into the circumstances of a car accident in which two young people were killed and another three were injured by a 90-year-old drug driver in a Romanian Black Sea resort. And Romanian tennis player Gabriela Ruse defeated the French Cristina Bladenovic in the first round of the US Open in New York. The Romanian interior minister, Catalin Predoiu, is meeting today in Vienna with his Austrian counterpart, Gerhard Karner. We remind you that although they met the technical conditions to enter the Schengen area a long time ago, Romania and Bulgaria did not receive at the Justice and Home Affairs Council in 2022 the green light from Austria for their accession. The Netherlands also used its veto right, but only against Bulgaria, with which Romania works in tandem in the process of joining the free movement area. The Austrian Chancellor Karl Nehammer motivated this position by bringing up the issue of the illegal migrants who arrived in his country, many of whom, he says, that came through Romania and Bulgaria, something not confirmed by European documents. The losses recorded by Romania in more than 10 years since it meets all the conditions but does not benefit from the related rights were put by the Romanian interior minister at the time, Lucian Bode, at over 25 billion euros. The European Commission is of the opinion that Bucharest and Sofia have met all the accession criteria and have been waiting for this moment for over a decade. In Romania, a team of the Interior Ministry is looking into the car accident in the Tumai Black Sea Resort, where a 19-year-old driver under the influence of several types of drugs killed two young people and injured three. The expert team tries to establish why the policeman who had stopped the drugged driver in traffic three hours before the accident let him go without having him tested for consumption of prohibited substances. Also, the judicial inspection also checks the files regarding investigations underway for the possession of prohibited substances and the offences committed under their influence. Romanian firefighters have successfully completed their mission in the Greek town of Alexandropolis and have been sent to the Dadia area for another intervention. 
They are currently operating on an area of over three kilometers, according to a press release of the General Inspectorate for Emergency Situations in Bucharest. The European Commission has announced that in recent days, 114 firefighters, 19 vehicles, 7 planes and 1 helicopter have been mobilized to put out wildfires in Greece. In parallel, the situation is monitored from the space through the Copernicus European Satellite Program. Romanian tennis player Gabriela Ruse defeated Frances Cristina Mladenovic 6-2, 6-2 on Tuesday in the first round of the US Open the last Grand Slam of the year. Two Romanians, Jacqueline Cristian and Miriam Bulgaru, were defeated in the first round, while Irina Bara will be up against the German Noma Noha Akugwe later today. Sorana Kirstea, Irina Begu, Anna Bogdan and Patricia Zig are also competing. The famous sculpture The Kiss by the great Romanian sculptor Constantin Brâncuș is displayed in Bucharest for 10 days. The work, part of the collection of the Art Museum in Craiova, is exhibited as part of Art Safari Love Edition in Bucharest's Old Center. The work can be admired every day until August 30. And that was the news. Dear friends, the Radio Romania Board of Administrators decided to temporarily suspend the use of two out of the five Radiocom shortwave transmitters that ensure the broadcast of Radio Romania International's programs because of budget cuts. The RRI programs in English are affected. All of them may be received on only one frequency instead of two as of August the 1st. The frequencies, as well as any other prospective changes operated by Radiocom for to reception monitoring and to your feedback on reception quality will be announced in our broadcasts on our webpage and on Facebook. We invite you to follow RRI's programs online at rri.ro, including On Demand, on SoundCloud, on Android and iOS apps, via TuneIn and via Satellite. You can find more details on our homepage. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn and Spotify. This summer, the Romanian firefighters helped their European colleagues in the fight against wildfires. I'm Ekremera Simeon with more in this commentary by Stefan Stoica. This summer, Romania has been faced with successive waves of excessive heat, but not with wildfires, although the risk of their occurrence existed. Under these circumstances, the Romanian firefighters were on duty in European states, seriously affected by fires, following the request of these countries for international assistance. Greece is one of the states that asked for support in fighting the fire. The General Inspectorate for Emergency Situations in Bucharest informed that the Romanian firefighters successfully completed on Tuesday the mission of extinguishing the fire in Alexandropolis and were sent to the Dadia area for another intervention. There they are acting to extinguish a fire on a front of more than three kilometers, the General Inspectorate announced. 52 Romanian rescuers were involved in locating and extinguishing the fire that occurred near a hospital in Alexandropolis. 
All in all, 56 firefighters with 10 firefighting trucks, a first response and command vehicle and a bus left for Greece on Monday following the request for international assistance in the context of the existing forest fires in this country. The intention to provide support was announced on August 20th to the Emergency Response Coordination Center of the European Commission by Romania's Department for Emergency Situations through the General Inspectorate for Emergency Situations and its capacity as National Contact Point. The Romanian firefighters are not on their first mission in Greece this summer. In the second part of July and the beginning of August, dozens of firefighters from Bucharest acted to extinguish the fires affecting mainland Greece and some islands. The Prime Minister Martel Tolaku praised the rescuers for their selflessness, courage and effort. Romania and Europe are in solidarity with the Greek people who are in need of support. And we hope that together we can bring things back to normal as soon as possible, the Romanian Prime Minister said at the time. On the other hand, the General Inspectorate for Emergency Situations announced that Romanian firefighters in the French island of Corsica were involved in extinguishing a forest fire that broke out near the town of Corte. It was the first mission of the Romanian firefighters in Corsica. In their mission, the Romanian firefighters intervened alongside the military and civilian firefighting crews of the host country. In order to carry out aerial reconnaissance missions and efficiently cover the entire affected area, two helicopters and two firefighting planes were assigned to the intervention. The General Inspectorate for Emergency Situations reminds that on August 15th, Romania sent to the island of Corsica a specialized module to extinguish forest fires made up of 20 soldiers. And that was Radio Newsreel. Next in this program, sports. Welcome everyone to Radio Romania International Sports Club. I am Vlad Palgu. The city of Toisburg in Germany is this week hosting the 2023 ICF Canoe Sprint World Championships. Apart from medals, competitors also have a chance of securing qualification to the Paris Olympics due next year. Romania's delegation is made up of four men and two women. Catalin Kirila will compete in the single canoe 1,000-meter and 500-meter races. In the double canoe event, Romania will be represented by Ilya Sprinchan and Oleg Nutza. Tania Vurijak and Oleksandr Komiachin are competing in the mixed double canoe 500-meter race. Komiachin will also compete in the 5,000-meter single canoe race, whereas Tania Vrzjak has enrolled in the single canoe 200-meter and 1,000-meter races. 
In the CAC event, Carmen Moraviec will represent Romania in the women's single CAC 1,000-meter and 500-meter races. Romania's biggest hopes are pinned on Catalin Kirila, the defending world champion in the 1,000-meter Olympic event and world vice-champion in the 500-meter event. If he manages to rank among the top five rowers in the 1,000-meter race, Catalin Kirila will qualify to the Paris Olympics. Ahead of the competition, Catalin Kirila told Radio Romania. To be honest, it will be hard to defend my title. I realized that during my training. I felt an involuntary pressure weighing down on my shoulders, and like I said, it will be tough to keep my emotions in check out there right before the finish line, but I will certainly try my best. I feel ready following my training, and I hope to put out a good display. I am sure of it. I would very much want to defend my title in the 1,000-meter race, and I would like a matching performance in the 500-meter race, where I am the defending world vice-champion. It's impossible to win this race too, because most athletes will also compete in the doubles singles Olympic events. The 500-meter race remains therefore open. Katalin Kirila. Let us further note that in June, at the 2023 European Games hosted by Poland, Katalin Kirila won silver in the 500-meter race. The 1,000-meter race was not included in the competition. You have been listening to Radio Romania International Sports Club. Focus on Romania. Next in this program is Song of the Day. Listen to Red Parliament with their latest release entitled Sunrise. Let us 
mare, noi încă petrecem Și gândul de la tine nu pot să-mi iau Când soarele răsare, amarul nu-mi trece La ultimul pahar tot pe tine te vreau You are listening to Radio Romania International. Society Today. Welcome to Society Today with me, Eugen Nasta. The Shulesa Social is an NGO that has been founded more than 20 years ago. Its care and concern for the environment, for culture, go hand in hand with the organization's social involvement. Having its headquarters on a mountain peak in eastern Carpathian's Tihuza Gorges, the Shulesa Social predominantly focused on volunteering programs targeting the preservation of nature or the promotion of the national culture's richness and diversity. The Shulesa Social has helped youngsters understand that doing volunteer work comes out as something normal, that mentalities can be changed through education or that the civic spirit is crucial for the community. The Shulesa Social has made a name for itself through such activities as afforestation in a country where, in utter defiance of the law, logging has quite often been carried chaotically. Youngsters learn how to plant saplings, they learn about the role of the trees and the forests, but also why it is necessary for riverbeds to remain clean, or what the solutions were for the selective collection of waste. The wide range of Teshulasa Social's activities also includes the social undertakings carried in support of several underprivileged communities. However, the epitome of Teshulasa Social's category of activities is their most recent project, a wide-scope undertaking at that, Via Transilvanica. We're speaking about a circuit that can only be taken by foot, on horseback or by bike. The road starts from Bukovina, from Romania's picturesque northwestern part. It crosses the country through Transylvania and ends on the banks of River Danube in Drobeta Turnuseverin in the southwest. In brief, Via Transilvanica is an audacious itinerary with 1,400 kilometers marked with signposts. According to the organizers, those who are going to take that itinerary are sure to discover or rediscover Romania as it really is. The president of Teșulasa Social, Ali Nusheriu, has been a guest on one of Radio Romania's programs. First, he spoke about how the idea of Via Transilvanica came about. Teșulasa Social are și cuvântul social în componența numelui și the Shulesa Social is a label including the word social, social, and we have been keen on finding a solution to pump fresh blood into the villages that were about to be deserted. That's what we had in mind when we got it all started. Then, when we came up with a proposal and we had the early auspicious signs of a project that was so good, we had a closer look at it and saw that the number of people taking up long-distance trekking routes saw a hundredfold increase. Pacific Trail, Appalachian Trail, Camino de Santiago. That particular kind of tourism was a great party Romania can now take part in. The party of sustainable tourism, 
which, if you ask me, is an incredibly interesting and healthy trend. Romania is a country which is very well prepared for that. It is incredibly well stocked and competitive as regards the rural heritage, the natural heritage, just like any other country in the world, with no great effort on our part to do something we cannot do. I think that, as we speak, we have a 1,400-kilometer-long national infrastructure, which can be a landmark project, mainly for Eastern Europe. And perhaps all things going well, and provided the Ushedu brothers can take it beyond intentional level, worldwide it is sure to be one of the important trails. For four years and a half, Ali Ushedu and his brother Tibi, an endurance and an ultramarathon runner, had more than 10,000 volunteers on their side in their great adventure dubbed Via Transilvanica. As of late, the AFP has written that, coming out of nowhere, this trail pumped fresh life into the Romanian depopulated villages, being an unprecedented initiative in Eastern European Romania, which, despite its strong economic growth, has never ceased to face an exodus of the younger generations and the void they leave behind them, especially in the rural areas with breathtaking scenery. However, we might add that there were also Romania's youngsters who, through their volunteer work, have as of late dedicated themselves to revitalizing that rural space, which was so very special. Avem 22 de ani de activitate. Avem câți voluntari vreți pentru că România We have been working for two years now. We have as many volunteers as you can imagine. A society has already been attracted by that form of manifestation, by that particular way of life, and the Shulesa Social, purposefully working in so many fields and are trying really hard to do our best. We have obviously gained many adepts and fans with whom we are no longer afraid to propose all sorts of projects. So I think that our way of life, our way of doing our job, brought us like more than 150,000 fans who participated in our activities. However, we have a hardcore body of volunteers, a couple of hundred strong, who are ready to travel places with us and do the things the right way. The very moment you start your walk around the country, that including Via Transilvanica, Somewhere bread is baked, elsewhere a tumble-down house can have a new destination, a heritage item can be saved, or a tree can be cut down legally and sustainably, says Alinu Sheriu, who also admitted there was still a lot more to be done until Romania was permanently put on the world map of the countries with long-distance trails. Trekkers can take the whole length of Via Transilvanica in a couple of weeks, or only partially, according to everyone's strength and wish. And we should not overlook the fact that, for many people, Romanians including, that could be an initiatic road they can take through Romania's nature, culture, history, ethnicity, traditions and cuisine, in one word, through Romania's identity. And that was Society Today. Time now for another music break. Listen to the band Proconsul with a song entitled I'm Strong. Din prodată tot ce am avut 
Coming up next on Radio Romania International, Visit Romania. Hello and welcome to our travel feature. I am Kanin Kotsoyu. Before emptying into the Black Sea, the Danube, the second longest river in Europe, creates one of the most beautiful deltas in the world. Declared a biosphere reserve in 1990, the Danube Delta is one of the most important tourist destinations in Romania. The Danube Delta Biosphere Reserve, a UNESCO World Heritage Site of major interest, also includes the Razim Sinoe Lagoon Complex and covers an area of 580,000 hectares. A unique place in the Danube Delta is Gura Portizei, a former communication route between the sea and the lakes of the Delta. In the 1970s, Gura Portizei was closed to reduce the salinity of the lake water, which the communist authorities of the time wanted transformed into huge fish ponds. Even after the closure of the Golovica Lake connection with the Black Sea, Gura Portice remained an attraction for those who wanted to spend their vacation in a quiet area. Next to the fish restaurant located on the narrow strip of sand, about 60 meters wide, which separates the seawater from the desalinated water of the Golovica Lake, a campsite was set up, also in the 1970s, with houses built on stilts. Since then, the comfort offered to tourists has increased and Gura Portice has remained one of the most secluded tourist destinations of the Romanian Black Sea coast. Why withdrawn? Because you can only get here by water, crossing Lake Golovica by boat. With no railway and no car parks, Gura Portice seems like a place lost in time. However, the tourists who arrive here discover a quiet and comfortable place, as pointed out by Gabriel Ditsu, the administrator of the complex in Gura Little by little, we got from a fishing point to having 92 places of accommodation at the present time. 
for tourists, with a restaurant, with terraces, with beaches, sunbeds, even a swimming pool. And with all that, we also try to respect the natural setting in which, in such a way that it is not disturbing. From Graportice, if they only go by boat, they can reach the delta towards Dunavuts, the Dunavuts-Murigil area, and to get there, tourists will cross Razim Lake, later entering a network of canals, passing by all kinds of areas more or less known to some, such as Dranov or Holbina. Maybe for those in the know it means more. For the uninitiated, we want to say that it is an area with canals, with fauna and flora specific to the delta. If we are to refer to the land area, for example, you can visit the Argamum Fortress, which is the oldest attested settlement on Romanian territory, or the Yenisala Fortress, which still keeps its walls very well preserved, an equally old fortress. It is assumed that the Byzantine Empire and later the Republic of Genoa built and maintained this citadel with a superb view. You can see from there all of Lake Razim. Actually, we assume it was a surveillance point for shipping traffic on the Black Sea. You have been listening to Visit Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Hello and welcome to our traditional music feature. Today with featured artist Maria Kostiwaya representing the area of Yash in Moldavia. Here is her first song for today, How Beautiful is Life. Costiwaya was born in the village of Kostesht in Yash County on August the 24th, 1946. She started singing in 1964 with amateur groups of singers 
of the Kultra House in Bashkain. Her first recordings were made in Radio Yash in 1972. She continued in Bucharest to record with Electrekord and on Romanian television. Here is another song of hers. Maria Costioia learned her first songs from her grandparents. She was born in a peasant family where folklore had been transmitted from generation to generation. Her first show was on the stage of the culture house in her native village. And here is yet another one of her signature songs. Bădiță de când te știm 
Nu ne-ai luat batit nici brumăi! Basma cu flori nu ne-ai dat, nici mărgele nu ne-ai luat, tot cu vorbele m-ai dus și pe jar m-ai pus. Basma cu flori nu ne-ai dat, nici mărgele nu ne-ai luat, tot cu vorbele m-ai dus și pe jar m-ai pus. Hai, de joc n-ai habar deloc, lângă tine s-ar în joc, că ți-ai vorba de zahar și ui de amar. De joc n-ai habar deloc, lângă tine s-ar la joc, că ți-ai vorba de zahar și ui de amar. E de amar și șeli răli! Ei, bata pușii la podele, hopa, așa, măi, uite așa, uite așa! Hai, flăcă-i la joc, intrați, că degeaba vă uitați, fetele în braț îl luați și cu foc străgați. Hai, flăcă-i la joc, intrați, că degeaba vă uitați, fetele în braț îl luați și cu foc străgați. Hai, purtați fata pe bătăie, din rărul cu năpădăie, străgați tarii, chiuieți, nu vă făstișeți. Purtați fata pe bătăie, din rărul cu năpădăie, străgați tarii, chiuieți, nu vă făstișeți. Hai și noi, bă, de costică! Atentam pa fără frică Joacă așa cu și și-l lasă În dragostea frumoasă, uite așa, bădiță, hai! A 24 winning a competition, she became a soloist with the Doina Vranche Folklore Ensemble. Here is yet another one of her songs to wrap up this program. Ciocniți pahare pline, măi, dorule 
Living Romania. You are listening to Radio Romania International. Coming up next, happening in Romania. Hello and welcome to a new edition of Happening in Romania. I am your host today, Kalim Kotsoyu. Today's edition is part of our series on the situation of historic buildings in Romania's capital, Bucharest. As you may remember, the focus of this feature is the negligence and corruption that leads to priceless houses and former public buildings being destroyed lost forever to future generations, to be seen only in nostalgic photographs in black and white or sepia, taken at a time when Bucharest was considered to be an urban jewel in an otherwise rural Eastern Europe. You may also remember that the greatest wave of destruction was perpetrated by the dictator Ceausescu, in order to erect what used to be called the People's House and is now known as the Palace of Parliament and is believed to be the second largest building in the world after the Pentagon. An entire neighborhood was razed to the ground, with people getting moved into amorphous blocks of flats in other areas. Alongside homes, The victims of this urban carnage were dozens of religious buildings, churches, monasteries, and synagogues. As the regime was declaredly atheistic in a militant way, in line with communist ideology, Ceausescu actually targeted churches, not only in the People's Palace area, under the pretext that homes for the working class were more important than houses of worship. Hundreds were bulldozed, but today's edition is about one of the few rays of human kindness that brightened those dark times in the 1980s. It is the story of one engineer who got a brilliant idea and he used the bureaucratic and political apparatus to actually save no less than 11 churches and monasteries, as well as housing buildings from the onslaught. Engineer Eugen Yordakescu was outraged when he realized that the plan to raise the Uranus neighborhood that was to make room for the people's house involved demolishing a monastery from the 17th century. As the engineer recalls, quote, The initiative to demolish that part of Bucharest was constantly in the newspapers at that time, 
a 400 meter scale model with the area that was supposed to be systematized was on display in a sports complex. We, the designers, had to identify what was to be demolished and what was to be spared in order to make room for building ensembles for the state and for the population. The engineer goes on to tell how he got the idea of saving entire buildings. As he told the story, quote, I saw a waiter walking with a tray full of glasses. I thought of how he holds the tray while moving, meandering between tables. I realized that if you create a stable base, whatever is on top has no way of moving." Unquote. His simple yet counterintuitive idea was to actually lift the entire building and move it as if it were a train carriage on a railway. He submitted the idea to his superiors, who promptly turned it down. Eventually, the idea, though rejected initially, reached the dictator himself and his wife Elena, and they grudgingly approved the initiative. This 17th century monastery for nuns that had given him the idea was the first to be moved. It was lifted 1 meter 60 centimeters from the ground and shifted in five moves 245 meters away. The monastery weighed 750 metric tons. This success amazed the dictator couple. As he recalls, quote, When they first visited the site, Elena told Ceausescu, Look at that, they actually did it. That is when I realized that Ceausescu had been certain that I could not pull it off, and that he probably was secretly wishing I wouldn't. The engineer first built a thick slab of concrete to be used as the tray that first gave him the idea, then used readily available construction machinery to lift up the building, setting it on makeshift rails as if it were a train engine. In spite of this success, the 11 buildings that were saved were only the proverbial drop in the ocean. Countless other houses of worship were taken down, including synagogues, whose former worshippers had largely vacated their communities to leave for Israel and Western countries. The main Jewish neighborhood in Bucharest, stretching over a large central area of the capital, was gutted, but several temples were left, and a few of them are still in use, having been renovated. However, their surroundings are only a shadow of the vibrant home of a living community that has ceased to exist largely. Most temples back in the golden days were kept by guilds of merchants and tradesmen, as well as by wealthy donors, but they are long gone. By contrast, Christian churches are the property of the Orthodox Church, which has ample funds and resources at its disposal, and many churches have been recently repaired and had their mural icons repainted.
irrespective of the faith they represent, houses of worship are still standing symbols of their communities. People who save them from destruction, like engineer Eugen Yordakescu, are figures to be remembered and celebrated as urban heroes. In the hope that this has been informative for happening in Romania, I am Kotsoyo. Focus on Romania. Coming up next on Radio Romania International. Simply Folk. Welcome to Simply Folk with me, Lacramiora Simeon. Today's program features Aurel Tamash, a native of Cluj County. He'll be performing the song I Have a Passion and a Longing. Am o patimă și un dor Și o iave până mor Și mă tem coi bolunzând După polele mândrii Lume, hai, hai, și-am să mor E dragoste și e dor, măi Hai, hai, și-o-i muri După polele mândrii, măi Salta chica pachichor, si mi aduce en sufletor. Y el pachichor pachaltie, 
Și mi-aduce lăcomie Lume, hai, hai, și-am să mor E dragoste și e dor, măi Hai, hai, și-o-i muri După poalele mândrii, măi Pământra cu strungăreață Și cu gropi nobrăjori De dragoste pot să mori Lume, hai, hai, și-am să mor De dragoste și de dor, măi Hai, hai, și-o-i muri După palele mândrii, măi Viața l-a iubit După palele mândrii Mă-i uita cât o-i trăit Lume, hai, hai Și-am să mor E dragoste și e dor, măi Hai, hai Și-o-i muri După palele mândrii, măi Hai, hai Și-am să mor E dragoste și e dor, măi And with that, our broadcast in English for listeners in Western Europe and Africa has come to an end. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write an email at engl.ri.ro.